Welcome to the podcast for Real Church Coweta. We meet every Sunday at 10 a.m. at the Worship Center on the campus of Central Christian School in Sharpsburg. You can also check us out online at realchurchcoweta.com or jump on Facebook at Real Church Coweta. We hope you enjoy this week's message. How's doing today? Everybody doing good? How are you guys doing today? What the heck? All right. I'm glad you guys are doing well. I know why you guys aren't doing as good as you should be, because you guys don't realize that there's three gentlemen right here on the front. You guys stand up. Stand up, all three of you. Isn't it great to have kids home for Christmas who serve in the military right here? Isn't that great? Yes. Listen. We love you guys. Yeah, you can stand up. I think they deserve a a standing ovation here. These guys are rocking it. Yes, that's amazing. Yes, we're very proud of you. We're very, listen, we're very proud of you guys and we love you. We want you to know we support you and we are here for you. All right. And stop coming to my house when you're here and eating all my food. All right. We had a, go ahead, we had a whole pile of white bean chicken chili and came down and there's like a little bowl left. And I'm like, well, I guess they're going out for lunch tomorrow. Anyway, but we're, we're thankful you guys are all, that you guys are all here. Hey, listen, today I'm really excited about the, the uh, person that's here today. I'm, I'm very excited about um, this ministry that we're going to highlight uh, for two reasons. The first reason is, is because this ministry uh, ministered to, loved on, cared for, and protected, and guided, um, and directed my daughter while she was there for nearly five years. Uh, her, uh, like it was, uh, Mrs. Carol Eads was like her mother. Um, as a matter of fact, uh, we went to visit Miss Carol Eads right before she died, uh, and my daughter had written her a letter, uh, and and gave it to Miss Carol and we were told at the funeral uh, the pastor read a scripture and then he said there was inter- something interesting my daughter had written her a letter inside the card and we drove all the way to South Georgia to to see her and then went back for the funeral and she said that Miss Carol read that card every night it was on her nightstand um um, there is a, there is like, you know, we get crowns and have, there are major crowns for the people that do the work that we're going to talk about today. It's amazing. So Brian, why don't you make your own up here? Y'all welcome Brian Hawkins. He's here from the Georgia Baptist Children's Home. Come on up, my friend. Come on up. Come on up, man. Yeah. So good work, huh? Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. 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 So, uh, usually when you come to churches, what do you do? You do like a, you, you preach. Usually when I come to churches, it's, it's, it's a variety of different things. But I do sometimes give a message. But, yeah. but it's, it, I convey the same information that, that I'm going to convey today. Yeah, absolutely. Just, absolutely. So I don't know. How many people are familiar with the Georgia Baptist Children's Home? Yeah? Yeah, a lot of us are. There's a lot of things that you guys don't know. <laughs> I promise you that. And you're going to learn a lot. You're going to learn a lot today. So the first question I would have for you would be we simply this. How did you get to the Georgia Baptist Children's Home? Wow, that's that's a long story. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, in fact, if you go I, to eleven fifteen, I'll just say amen and we'll leave. That's all right. How about that? I was actually, and they'll uh, be happy. I'm just kidding. Uh, go ahead. I, 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 uh, as soon as I graduated from college, I actually was in the well, I was in the army for mm-hmm. uh, almost six years. Yeah. There you go. There you go, Jacob. Somebody there's in the air force. Somebody no, close. Navy, Navy, far left. Okay. 
And let's oh. think about this. This guy right here, I know this will shock you. He's going to be on a nuclear submarine there at some go. point. Look there at him. So, I, could, I could just tell by the hair I've known him since he was saying. about six. <laughs> I've known him since he was about six, and my prayer life has drastically increased, knowing that he will be on a nuclear sub. I love you, Ben. But it is, and, and gentlemen, just understand, I don't know what you think you're going to do in the future, but oftentimes it just doesn't work out that way because uh, I was in the military, mm-hmm. and, and uh, my... my my vision of where my career and where I'd spend my life was not uh, not where I am today. Mm-hmm. And God led me uh, to the children's home in Florida. I was at the mm-hmm. Florida Baptist Children's Homes. And uh, actually even just thought, hey, well, that's just going to be temporary until mm-hmm. I get something else. And so, yeah. uh, but, but God did a work in my life and just said, this is where you're supposed to be. And I'll tell you this really quick. And, and you know, being in the military, I was, I, was a, I was a paratrooper when I was in the military. And, and I've, you know, been overseas, done a lot of things, and done some exciting things. But um, what I found out was n- none of that was nearly as exciting as it has been working for the Georgia Baptist Children's Homes and working with children and families uh, in need for, for now 25 years, 21 years with uh, Georgia Baptist. How did you do that much time working with students and stuff and keep your hair? It, what's the secret? Well, I, it was thicker than it is now. So, <laughs> yeah. Mine and, was too. It didn't have nearly the gray that I. Mine was now. too. That's awesome. How did the children's home begin, man? Well, the, the, the children's actually we were about to hit a milestone. Mm-hmm. Uh, we started in 1872, mm-hmm. and so next year in 2022, uh, we're going to be 150 years, years old. old. Mm-hmm. And we actually started in downtown mm-hmm. uh, Atlanta. And what had happened was there was uh, a group of ladies. Uh, from a church in downtown Atlanta, and this is just you know, uh, you know, post Civil War, and they just saw a lot of children who were homeless, uh, certainly fatherless, as you could expect, having gone through. Uh, such a horrible time with the Civil War. There was just a lot of orphans left over. Mm-hmm. And so they um, uh, approached their church and some different churches and said, we've got to take care of these kids. And that's how the children's home was born. It's incredible. It's incredible. Yeah. 100, 150 years. 150 years. Yeah. It's incredible. So you guys obviously serve children, but you also serve families. We do. Right? You guys serve families. And so what what does that look like? like? How many families will you serve a year? Wow. Well, as you can expect, you know, things have changed a lot since 1872. You know, uh, of course, we were, we were called an orphanage in 1872. Mm-hmm. With all the things that that conjures up in your mind when you think of an orphanage, but as you know, time is you know, and people have changed, society has changed, culture has changed, mm-hmm. needs have changed, yeah. and so um, uh, though we still continue to work with kids, and we still work with kids, and I get I get told I ask often, you guys don't really work with orphans anymore, you don't do orphans, and and. Well, we actually really do. We yeah. still work with kids. Some yeah. of them are what we would consider emotional orphans. Yeah. Uh, they may have parents, but we don't know where they are. They don't sure. know where they are. But we've also realized, too, that, that um, there are families, not just children, families that are, mm-hmm. that are in need. And so one of our newest programs mm-hmm. uh, that we have is called our Family Care Program. Yeah. And almost like the ladies back in 1872... When we looked out into our community, we saw a lot of single mothers mm-hmm. who are on the verge of homelessness or homeless themselves. And they got that way for a variety of different reasons. 
Um, it could be, I mean, listen, some of you, uh, probably most, if not all of you, realize and know some people. It's like, look, we, we know people that are one paycheck away right. uh, from not having a place to live. Uh, one paycheck away mm-hmm. uh, for their car not to be able to function or operate and them being able to get to work. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so uh, there's a lot of those folks out there that we've, we've seen. And we thought, well, we, you know, we've gotten, if you've been to the Palmetto campus, and we've got three campuses kind of like that across right. the state, um, we've got space where we can help these, mm-hmm. these ladies. And so um, it varies. For instance, right now uh, on our Palmetto campus, we're working with about 45 um, um, single mothers and mm-hmm. their children mm-hmm. on, our, on our campus. Just let me interrupt you real quick. Yeah. There was a study done recently, and I shared this from the pulpit about a year ago, but there was a study done recently um, that said in our area right now, where we sit right now, we, did, we, did a little, we got a little research about our area within a 10-mile radius of right here. And they said the greatest need right here from this location, 10 miles out, the greatest need is single mothers with children. That's the greatest need. And that's the need that the churches need to start thinking about and focusing on. And so I was excited when I heard about this. Yeah, I mean, we, we, this is, we really love this program. And it's one of the, you know, we can see an impact mm-hmm. on children when we, when we do that. And as you well know, mm-hmm. but sometimes you, you don't see that impact maybe for years to come yeah there's we, we get to see a turnaround we get to see some differences in these families lives yes uh and so let probably, me speak to something real quick i want yeah. to ask you something real quick so is everybody gonna laugh at me because i'm gonna interrupt i do want to make a point though so one of the things that you see oftentimes and i know I'm, I'm passionate about this one of the things you see oftentimes is if a child would come to to them um, the child changes, their spiritual life changes, their emotional life changes, even their physical appearance can change from malnourishment to nourish, those kind of things. But when you, when you go back into a situation that is still dysfunctional, that's still uh, horrific, uh, the child oftentimes will think, well, since I've changed, mom has changed or dad has changed, they'll send them back into the home and then, if there is a home, by the way, uh, uh, and eventually what oftentimes happens is we see the kids slide right back into the destructive behaviors, uh, oftentimes, it, and sometimes abuse will go on, it won't, be, it won't be caught. And so, what I love about this program, and the reason I wanted them to be here, is, is the whole, it's a whole family situation. Sorry, I may or may not interrupt again, okay? Well, that's okay. Well, and the ultimate, we, mm-hmm. I mean, we might, across the state, we... Per year, we, we probably serve somewhere around 200 uh, families and children in this program alone. Mm-hmm. Uh, when these ladies come to us, we don't have a time frame on mm-hmm. how long they can be here. Mm-hmm. It's not meant to be a long-term program because we do offer them housing at no charge. And we, do, you know, we take care of a lot of their other... They may be with us a year. They may be with us two years. Mm-hmm. Uh, as long as they're making good, good use of the program, we see them working the program, making efforts, because we do want them to be mm-hmm. uh, back uh, independent and to be able to engage resources and things on their own without having us to, to be there for them. And so we're working towards that end. It takes some a little bit longer than mm-hmm. others. But, you know, I've got a family on our Palmetto campus right now uh, and she's a wonderful lady, and uh, but she she has ten she has uh, excuse me nine children so there's ten in that family, mm-hmm. and so 
Um, what we've realized is the apartments that we were utilizing uh, for these families just aren't big enough for some of our families. That's right. And so we've been renovating some of our uh, cottages that we've used in the past mm-hmm. uh, for child care and renovating them, and we're putting whole families in there. And, and that's not an anomaly, that, that, that family of 10, a mom with nine children. Because mm-hmm. we got another family I'm trying to, I'm renovating a house for as we speak. And uh, she, she has uh, five children. Yeah. And so there's a, a family of six. Exactly. So what are the issues that, that you see? Like, what are the issues that you see with, with the, the families coming in? I mean, they're homeless, obviously. Yeah. But what, what, are they, what are they dealing with? Because... Oftentimes, there's a backdrop behind. Right. Yeah. Well, there. Oftentimes, it's transportation. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a, the, a lot of transportation issues because, listen, you can't if you don't have if you can't afford to have an operable vehicle. All of you know this. You can't get you can't get to work. Mm-hmm. Childcare is also just at the top of the list too. For instance, you know, I have this mom. She's got nine children. If she can't have, I mean, how do you pay for child care for nine children and and most of those kids are well i'd say half of them are under under the school age Mm -hmm. but see then she's got to work a job or find a job that would that would coincide with a school schedule and so child care is really expensive and so it's really difficult for her to be able to go out Mm -hmm. find a work and she wants to desperately she wants to get a job but there's just no way she can do that until she has Mm -hmm. adequate child child care Job training skills as well. We've worked with a lot of, um, of these ladies and, and encouraged them to go back and get uh, a GED so they can be more, more marketable. Uh, some of them just have not really had the, 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 even the training or the skills to know how to go about filling out an application for a job, how to properly dress and present yourself in an interview to get, to get a good job. Um, they also just, they don't realize, and there's a lot of resources out there uh, for families like this, but they're not really aware of those or how to engage them. And so we're able to help to, uh, you know, connect them with some of these resources mm-hmm. as well. And so, um, and then there's just, there, there's some mental health issues, yeah. quite frankly, because um, the majority of these individuals, uh, these, these ladies have come from abusive uh, you know, uh, backgrounds where there's been domestic violence uh, involved. And so trying to work through some of the trauma uh, that they've experienced uh, in their environment and help them be able to cope with that so they can, you know, move forward in a, in a positive, healthy way. Um, and then, of course, we also really want to connect them with a local church mm-hmm. and a body of believers who are going to wrap their arms around them, love on them, you know, help care for them. And ultimately just show them the love of Jesus Christ. Because you know what? We can do all these great things. You know this. We can do all these great things. Mm -hmm. And it's wonderful. We can provide all those services. But listen, if we're not teaching them about the love of Jesus Christ, it's really for nothing, isn't it? Um, You you know, we have to show them where where true uh, forgiveness comes from, where Mm -hmm. true healing comes from. And and, and Jesus is the only place where that comes from. Exactly. So one of the things I love that you're doing is you're not giving a handout, you're giving a hand up. Mm-hmm. Are you with me? I mean, are you guys with me with that? There's. Do you guys see, I, I mean, I mean, I, I want you guys to, I guess one of the reasons I wanted you to be here today is because I want you guys to understand that these things aren't happening 
you know, in a large, you know, town somewhere away from you. They're happening right here in, in Noonan and in Palmetto and in, and in you know, Fairburn and Union City. These are, these are major issues that are happening. And, and here's the truth of the matter. Um, God calls us, the church, to work with this. Uh, let, me, let me make something real, real clear. The reason the government has to step in so much is that the church has failed. Are you with me on that? And we have to be a church. If no one else will do it, we have to be a church that will step up and that will help these situations and support ministries like this. And others, by the way, that you've already seen, the food pantry, I-58, pathway down the street, support ministries that are going to be the, the, the hands and feet of, of, of Christ. And so where does the funding come from? For the Georgia Baptist, I mean, where does it come from? Well, it, it, it depends on the program. We've mm-hmm. got various programs. And so the, the, pro, the funding for this particular program, mm-hmm. our family care program, is just through donations from our local churches mm-hmm. and, and individuals. We do not get uh, this, this program. One of the things I love about the program is it is not, we don't have a contract with the state or mm-hmm. anyone. We don't, uh, Hold it doesn't on one have second. to be licensed. So this is interesting. I want you guys to get this. So, sorry, I keep interrupting. But this is important. No, this is very important. Tell them why you don't necessarily want to have a contract with the state with programs like this. Because whenever you have a contract or, you're, or you have a, pro, a, a program licensed with the state, there is a lot of government oversight of that program. Uh, standards are good, but sometimes it can be overkill. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes when you have a contract with the state, there's a lot of overkill. Uh, and it's expensive, mm-hmm. quite honestly. There's yes. a lot of money that goes towards maintaining that, mm-hmm. that contract and that license. And I'll tell you, we do have that for some of our child care mm-hmm. uh, programs. And I'm going to be honest with you, we do get what they call a per diem. We get a daily rate mm-hmm. for that. But let me just tell you this. Probably... Um, for every we we have to pay thirty cents on every dollar they right. spend spend to maintain care. That's about thirty percent. They don't pay the state when exactly. we have these contracts. When we have these per diems, it doesn't pay mm-hmm. for all the care. Exactly. Uh, it, just just to give you an example, when when Wendy and I were working at Youthtown, the per diem they would give for a level one care would be about forty five bucks a day. Uh, it costs sixty one dollars a day. Yep. Uh, to care for that child with the facilities. And these are all because the state had mandated these things you had to have. And so they say, hey, we'll give you 45 if you'll do this. But also, and you had to be licensed. You had to be with the state because of children. And so you would, you would end up spending 61 for the 45. And that, that difference oftentimes will come from just purely donations. And we, just, we love this program. We have set standards. We've written policies and procedures for this program mm-hmm. that are in-house. Uh, and we we, fought, we 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 maintain a really high standard for care mm-hmm. in this program, but it's really great because we just we don't have any other interference, and we can do some things with this program, and we're able to do some things that if 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 we had strings attached, we might not be able to do. Yeah, yeah. You said you had children on campus. You, you still have children we on sure campus. Do. Absolutely. So so you said you had different facilities. Where all are you guys at? 
All right. Well, starting down south, where I, mm-hmm. you know, I, I started with the children's mm-hmm. home down in Baxley, Georgia, mm-hmm. which is way down south. By the, it, it, when Julie and I moved there, we were told you're two hours from everything. Yes. And we laughed, but we're two hours from everything. That's right. So, That's right. Uh, we're about uh, two hours uh, west of Savannah, two hours north of Jacksonville, Florida, mm-hmm. two hours south of Macon. And so if you know where Waycross is or Vidalia, mm-hmm. it's right in that area down, down there. And so we have a, we have a program down there. Uh, we, coming a little bit north, there's another uh, campus in Meansville, Georgia. Mm-hmm. I don't know what kid wants to go to Meansville, but anyway, uh, uh, it's not what it sounds like. But yeah. Meansville is south of Thomas, uh, excuse me, uh, Griffin, north yeah. of Thomaston. Mm-hmm. Uh, then a little bit to the east, I guess, of that is a program we have that's called the Good Shepherd Therapeutic Riding Program mm-hmm. that we have there. Then, of course, we have, our, uh, we have a group home in Noonan called right. Angel's House. That's right. Uh, and then and who's we, in the group home? Uh, we have young ladies. It's yeah. basic, basic care young ladies that's right. uh, in that, pro, in gotcha. that program. Um, it's a little bit of a different program mm-hmm. in that they... It, it's not Georgia Baptist program. Sure. Basically, we're just we've been hired to, to exactly. operate it. Exactly. If that makes sense. Um, of course, then we have our campus in in Palmetto, just down the street, and uh, and then we actually have a camp for developmentally disabled children in Mount Airy, Georgia. Yeah. So don't skip over that. Can you talk about it? About Mount Airy. Yes. About Camp Hawkins. Camp Hawkins yes, is Camp a Hawkins. fantastic. Opportunity. We've been doing this for years, and it is not, by the way, named for me yeah. uh, at all. And so we thought you were writing fat checks. I we weren't sure. Yeah, you know, wouldn't name something after myself at this point. But I'm not saying I won't in the future. But, <laughs> but um, Camp Hawkins um, uh, is, is a, again, it's a camp for developmentally disabled children. And um, usually, what we have is we have six weeks of camp. Mm-hmm. Uh, each each week is a standalone week up in Mount Airy. And we have three weeks of mm-hmm. camp in Baxley, uh, Georgia, uh, as well, to take care of our folks down in South Georgia. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a week-long camp, and it's just like if you've ever been to camp before, it's just like camp. I mean, you're, with these kids, we're doing everything uh, that you would think of that you would do in camp. Crafts, uh, you, you know, swimming, uh, you know, uh, just doing all those different things. And then we, we, uh, we utilize like vacation Bible school mm-hmm. um, uh, material to also uh, do a spiritual emphasis throughout the week as well. The kids love it because if, if, if you have someone in your family or in your, you know, close to you or you know someone, you know how structured and rigid uh, sometimes life can be uh, when, when you have a, a, a disabled individual in your family. And this gives them, a, this kind of let their hair down. Exactly. Do some things that these kids have never done. And also the parents, mm-hmm. the families, it's an opportunity for them to have respite during this week too. You know, I remember it's, it's been a while ago, years ago, and I was still down at Baxley and, a, and, a, and, a, and a, one of the mothers came to me and she was just in tears. And we were actually, we barely recognized her from when she dropped her child off. But she said, this is the first time in 10 years that I was able to sleep completely through the night mm-hmm. without having to get up multiple mm-hmm. times to care for my child. Mm-hmm. And she said, you just, you just don't know what this has meant for yeah. me. So. If you've never been to uh, Camp Hawkins, uh, I, I don't say this lightly. There is a, um, 
it's almost like there is an ever presence of God on those grounds. It's the most amazing experience. We went there and did a youth retreat one time and the feel is just different knowing what you guys do there. It's just, it's amazing. We've had a few students that have gone and, and volunteered for the summer and it's, it's an amazing thing that you see and you know exactly what's going on there. It's, it, there's, I can't, ex, I can't describe the feeling that you get when you enter that, that facility, that campus. And if I could put a quick mm-hmm. plug in, we, we unfor- because of the pandemic, we've not had camp for two years, mm-hmm. um, which we didn't want to not have, but it was just in the, mm-hmm. for safety. Um, uh, it was in everybody's best interest, but I'm committed this year. Uh, we're going to have camp Hawkins mm-hmm. this year. It's awesome. Uh, both in, you know, Mount Airy and down in Baxley. Just here's my plug. I need counselors. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if yeah. uh, if you'd like, and you don't have to, I don't care what your background is. I don't care what your skill level is. I don't care what you think you can or can't do. Uh, this is this this will be a this will be a game a game changer in your life. It will. What's the come. age? What's the age? Um, we, we we you know usually college age yeah. kids. We'll yeah. we'll go you know seventeen, mm-hmm. uh, seventeen and and, and, and mm-hmm. older. Mm-hmm. That's good stuff. Yeah, that's good stuff. So let's get back to the 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 program that you're doing for the for the single single mothers. Yeah. What do you need? Like in those homes, it's like a full house, right? I mean, yeah, like- yeah, it's a full house. We need everything that you can think of in, in some of these houses, particularly when we're doing renovations. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you know, sometimes we'll we'll have to go in and just, for instance, I, I have a water heater. I, mm-hmm. I got to replace a water heater. Uh, may need to put a new stove in a place. Uh, mm-hmm. In our apartments, I need a new stove. Sometimes we need kitchenware mm-hmm. um, because one of the things when these ladies leave. Um, we we don't tell them to take everything with them that's in their their living space, sure. but we do tell them to take what they need. Exactly. Um, and so sometimes we've got to go back in and we've got to put new things in. There might mm-hmm. be some minor furnishings. Sure. You know, a chair. Or there might be some again, uh, cookware, kitchenware, uh, things of that nature. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so sometimes there's there's bigger repairs that we need to do. Yeah. Uh, um, air conditioner. You know. Sometimes air conditioners go out. Sometimes water heaters go out. Sure. Um, sometimes we need to replace carpet or uh, we might need to do some painting mm-hmm. or uh, just anything that you can think of because there's a lot of wear and tear on, on some of these facilities. And so um, uh, furnish, just mm-hmm. even just to make the, the environment look inviting. Maybe it's sure. something that, to hang on the wall mm-hmm. or something to that nature. But yeah. I hear you. Well, listen, uh, Elijah. I'm going to call you on up. We we want to bless you today with um, we we want to we want to be a part of what you're doing today. We're going through a thing called the wish list, and I ask you to send me a list um, called the wish list. And what what we're doing is is we are wanting to be the hands and feet of Christ uh, today. You guys, there's a little bit of a caveat though, and it's this: we're going to do two things. Uh, Elijah will take the the second one in a minute, but the first thing that I want to challenge us to do as a church. And uh, and I know that they're going to have when they're going to be out there after this, I want our church to sign up to go in and help renovate one of these homes. I want us to do that on a Saturday. I want us to do that two Saturdays if we need to. I want us to do that. There are people here that have the skills and and listen, I don't have any skills, but I got a strong back. Are you with me? We need to do this and we need to be a part of the hands and feet for Christ. And so. What I'm going to challenge you to do, 
right after this, after I get done with the message, I want to challenge you to go out and sign up and you put your your name down uh, and we will I will get in contact with him and we will coordinate it and we will be part of a team that will meet out there and what will do things and we will we will be actively a part of what we're doing. Listen, when we put our minds to things like this, you know, when the tornado happened, man, we were full throttle. When we have need food at the, at the I-58 mission, we're full throttle. When we need shoes for the I-58 mission, we're full throttle. I want to be full throttle for this as well. So that's the first thing I want to tell you guys is I want to do this with our hands and with our feet. All right. The second thing though is this because there, are, there is a cost involved. So Elijah. Absolutely, Brian. Thanks so much for being here today and sharing. You know, I think there's a lot of us that had uh, one impression going in, and I think you've uh, been able to shed a light uh, on a lot of things that's needed there. Uh, on behalf of all the families that is Real Church, um, you know, we understand what Jesus said uh, about the children, and we understand the need, and we do want to be the hands and feet as well. Mm-hmm. Um, God has continued to bless us as a, as a church. And we want to make sure that we understand that that blessing is to be flowed through and is to take care of his people. So thank you so much. This is a check for $7,500. Wow. Uh, so wow. we know you guys have put it to great use. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah, man. Thank yeah. you so much. Yeah, man. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. I appreciate your ministry. Listen, we want to buy some washing machines and dryers and couches or whatever we need to do. I know one of the things is beds. Yeah. Buy those things. And, and we, don't, we, don't, we want you to get new stuff. And so that's, that's, a, that's a great down payment. And then we're going to be hands and feet. And we're going to come over and help, help make it happen. Thank you so I appreciate it. God bless you, man. God bless you. You guys give him a hand, y'all. So, so it's okay, Dan. It's okay. We're good. We're good. Um, I want to talk to you guys about this, about what we just heard. Um, and and here's, here's the, the message for today. I want you to hear this. It's... It's this Ephesians three. I think we have it back there. Ephesians three, 18 and 19 says this. It says, and, and, and may you have the power to understand it. So may you completely comprehend here as all God's people should, how wide and how long and how high and how deep his love is. And the 19 says, and may you, here it is, experience the love of Christ, though it is too great to understand fully, then you will be made what? You will be made complete. You will be made whole with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. The people that they're ministering to are coming in and they are both financially, probably physically and for sure spiritually broken and empty and, and really in need of the love of Christ. And when we as a church, I told you guys this. I said this very clear to you guys. I ask you, do you like doing this? Do you like doing it? So here's the thing. You guys keep giving and we'll keep doing it. Someone told me, someone said, you know, I, I've never been at a church where you can physically see where your tithe is going. Well, welcome to real church. Here it is. You know, $7,500 of it is going straight to washing machines and beds. There's going to be a kid in a couple of months that's going to lay his head on a bed. He didn't have one. He was sleeping in a car or sleeping in, 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 on, a, on, a, on a box. And he's going to have a bed. And the reason he's going to have a bed is because we all decided that we wanted to be a little different and be a little more intentional. That is what the love of Christ can do. And we know that you never, but here's the caveat, and this is what I want you guys to understand, and I want you to take away from this. 
We are all on a journey. And a lot of us don't understand that our journey wasn't the same as someone else's journey. So let me admit something to you. Whenever I think about someone that is homeless, in the past, no better now, but in the past, you know what I thought? Lazy. Lazy. They're just lazy. Until I started working with people whose family, I started working with children whose family had been homeless. And then you know what I realized? What took you so long to be homeless? What took you so long to get here? I I would work with kids that would come in and they'd be, I mean, they would tell me their stories and I'd be like, how did you make it from here to here? You know, at my daughter's wedding, I said something. They let me do it, which is a miracle, but they let me do it. And uh, I didn't get paid for it either, by the way. We were broke. <laughs> the, 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 the bride's family was broke. Uh, anyway, but, but I, uh, I literally, I said this about my daughter, and I'll say it about the people that are coming in. Even though a lot of times society sees them as less than, they're warriors, They're warriors because a lot of us could not deal. A lot of us could not get through. A lot of us could not be in the place they're at. We would have already folded. These people are warriors. And when someone is willing to stand up and accept help as the church, we need to be willing to stand up and do what we do best. And that is show the love of Christ and show someone how deep and how wide and how amazing and how unbelievable, even though we can't fully understand it, show someone that love of Christ. Think about this. This guy gets to do it every day. That's almost not fair, is it? He gets to go every day, every day, every day he goes onto that campus every day. And by the way, if you have, just do this, if you've ever gone through, and don't be weird about it, just do, they got a circle loop. Just do the circle loop. Don't drive through campus, that's weird. Just do the circle loop. There's something about that campus as well. You can sense it when you go on the campus. You can sense it. There's something different about it. I just so happen to know a lot of the people that help, help run it and help facilitate it. The executive director, Kenny, Kenny Thompson, who is a godly guy. Kenny can't go anywhere and speak about the children's home without crying. Every time he gets behind the pulpit, he cries. Every time I've heard him speak, he cries. His heart is soft toward God, and God blesses it and pours it out. And so when roadblocks block were put up, they were like, no, we're going to do something different. Okay, we're, okay, we're going to do this then. We're going to continue being in the hands and feet because some ladies in downtown Atlanta decided we can't let these orphans we can't do this this is not who we're supposed to be and they just started this and here we are almost 150 years later celebrating what God is doing through them but here's the thing I want you to understand you too have the ability every day to show the love of Christ you too do it as well you'll have it this afternoon when you leave here and you go and you talk to your waitress and, and waiter at the, at, at the restaurant you choose to go to. You'll, you'll have it when you go to, to, your, uh, to shopping this afternoon. Okay? If you're going shopping, don't go to Walmart. You're asking for it. But anyway, you'll know it. You'll, you'll have it. You'll have it. Go to Walmart tomorrow. I don't know why the last two weeks I've arrived on Walmart. And, and this week, just this week, Walmart gave a donation. Thank you, Walmart. Gave a donation to the school here. Thank you so much for that. 
But seriously, you'll have the opportunity to do that. You'll have an opportunity to be the hands and feet. You'll have the opportunity to do that. The question for you is, are you going to be too busy with your own stuff to stop and realize that not everyone has been on the same journey you've been on? So if people are willing to come and to get trained and they're willing to come and to bring their family in and they're willing to come and submit to this program, if they're willing to do that, surely the church, surely the church can give them a hot meal. Surely the church can give them a a warm bed to sleep on. Surely the church can help with a washer and dryer. Surely we can paint their walls and make them and give them what the I-58 has is dignity. Surely we can give them that. Because you never know, you never know what someone's gone through. Jesus had a unique way. Whenever he he dealt with the, the rich young ruler, it came to him. The rich young ruler came to him and he had all the answers. And he said, have you done this and this and this? He goes, yep, I've done all that. And he said, oh, by the way, there's another thing. Sell everything you have. Why did he do that? Because he handled other people differently. The lady at the well who had been married several times, he handled her differently than this. He met them where they were because their journeys were different. And that's what we're supposed to be as well. We're supposed to be the hands and feet of Christ. And that is how wide and how deep and how amazingly overwhelming God's love is. And that's what we need to help people experience. Let me pray for you. God, thank you for today. Thank you for who you are. Lord, I am so thankful, overwhelmingly thankful for the Georgia Baptist Children's Home. I'm so thankful that it exists. I'm so thankful for the protection and care and love. I'm so thankful for for all of those things that they pour out onto people. Not just children, but the whole families. I'm thankful for the ministry that they have. I'm thankful for for their willingness to go in the places that some people don't want to go because it's just too difficult. Thank you, Lord, for taking them there and giving them a sense that they want to be a part of the solution and not just be part of the problem. Lord, thank you so much for for us putting on the front burner the least of these. Let us walk alongside them as well and let us be a church that loves big and that gives big and that helps them experience the big Jesus that you are. It's in the strong and mighty name of Jesus we pray. Amen. Let's stand up and have a final worship song. Let's stand up and sing. Thank you for listening to the podcast for Real Church Coweta. If you have any questions or would like to contact us, please visit our website at realchurchcoweta.com and click on the Contact Us tab. We invite you to join us every Sunday at 10 a.m. in the Worship Center on the campus of Central Christian School in Sharpsburg. Until then, God bless and remember to love God, love others, and live real.